0: Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry monthly givers who share our mission are called visionary extra mile partners and right now you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters the amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you what is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach australia for the gospel click the banner at vision.org.au or in the vision app to find out more about becoming a visionary extra mile partner It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision
1: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au
2: What on earth is Pastor Jeff talking about? Something that has to be experienced, right? It's kind of like jumping out of an airplane. I can try to describe it, but until you've done it, you don't have a clue. You,
1: Hello, and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Today we continue in our Help series as we hear the second half of Is There Any Way Out? about how being born again is our way out and our way up into a new order of
2: life. If right now there are chill bumps running down and you're thinking, yeah, do you realise what that means? It's a sign of your authenticity. The seed of God has been planted in the soil of your soul. You're living on a higher level.
1: This is today with Jeff Vines and the message, Is There Any Way Out? James chapter one,
2: consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now I want you to know something about that passage. Nowhere in that verse does the Bible say that God sent you your tragedy. It's an accounting term, consider. It says, you know what, as a Christian, there's a part of you like Job, you wanna understand all the intricate details of your pain. God told Job, no. You are finite, I am infinite. Let God be God. It's that whole statement again. You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. God's will, his power, his wisdom is so vast. How much do you really want to know? But God says, I'll tell you what you can trust. I'm going to use this to work you into the person that I want you to become. You're into the higher order level of life. I look at you. I I am feeling as good right now as I've ever felt as your pastor because I keep seeing head bobbing That tells me there's a lot of believers in this room. There are people who say, Jeff, man, you better get to the deep stuff. This is shallow already. I mean, I know what you're taught. You better give me something I don't know, right? You know that's the way God, the power of the cross becomes more real. The love of God, you're aware of that. You know that it doesn't matter if the pain you're in was caused by you. God doesn't put you on that a platform and say, all right, you got yourself into this mess. Uh, you get yourself out. That's not the love of God. And because of the cross, you know that God forgives. He doesn't give you a speech. He just says, don't worry, man. I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. We're going to go through this together. I don't care how you got here. We're in this together and I'm going to release my divine energy into your life every step of the way. Before, when I said these things, if you're not born again, they're vague to you. You think they're ridiculous. Until God plants the seed, do you you realize if right now there are chill bumps running down and you're thinking, yeah, do you realize what that means? It's a sign of your authenticity. The seed of God has been planted in the soil of your soul. You're living on a higher level. Your friends aren't going to understand. We want them to. You pray for them that God would plant his seed. Divine realities become personal realities. Secondly, a person who has been born again possesses a supernatural ability to enact the will. You're not just responding anymore to stimuli. You have all five senses. You have the ability to act. That's why the best thing that somebody who's addicted to alcohol can do is come to Christ. Then they're higher order. They got the power and the volition to make a change. Before that, you're living in a lower level of life. And in comparison, you're dead man walking. You want to do the good, but you can't. You want to defeat alcoholism, pornography. You want to defeat whatever, but you, have, you are powerless. But now you're in the higher order of life, man. And now before it was a master over you, but now you're large and in charge. You tell the will what to do because you're empowered by the power of God through his Holy Spirit. Listen, listen, I had a friend in Savannah, Georgia. Name was Sam. Sam and I played a lot of golf together. Sam was an interesting guy. I mean, he took me a lot of nice golf courses. And Sam said to me, "Now look, we've been playing golf together. You know me, but there's something you else you gotta know about me. I just wanna be upfront with you. I said, man, what is that, Sam? I thought something really bad was coming. He said, I'm an alcoholic. I said, wow, Sam, really? I said, how often do you drink? He said, I haven't had a drink in 12 years, but I am an alcoholic. I go to AA meetings every morning. I said, how do you do it? How do you defeat something that's so strong? You know what he said? It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. Yeah. When I first heard that, I thought, oh, okay, yeah, right. What's the real reason? I, there's the temptation to do that. But then you get to know Sam. Sam knows that defeating alcoholism is a 24-hour period. You never defeat it for good. You just defeat it one day at a time. And to do that, he said, I know that the power of God lives in me because I'm at a higher order. And I call on that power every morning to get me through that day. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I defeat it one day at a time because I'm in a higher order of life. If you're still here and you're trying to defeat alcoholism, pornography, whatever it is, you're a dead man walking. You got no power. The power of God comes in. The seed comes in. Corey Ten Boom's book, I've mentioned it I don't know how many times, The Hiding Place, one of my favorite books. Near the end of the book, she talks about how in those concentration camps, now we're so far removed from World War II, we forget how horrific they really were. I mean, people are dying, they're starving, they're walking in the snow, in the cold, barefoot, they're trying to kill them. And Corey Ten Boom, after she's released and the Holocaust is over, just in some respects the war is over, is probably a better way to say it. She says she walks around all through Europe, Germany, preaching in churches and town halls about the forgiving power of God, no matter how or what someone's done to you. It's all good in word, isn't it? Oh, word's good. Word's easy. And then one of the guards from the Ravenbrook prison who mercilessly tortured her sister, Bessie, who died in the concentration camps, came to the back of the door when she was greeting people as they were leaving. Corey Timboom Boom recognized who it was. The guard came and said, Miss Tim Boone, that was, that was quite a message of forgiveness. I hope that you can extend the forgiveness that you were talking about to me. Oh, now it's power. Word before, now it's power. But Corey Tim Boone says, I couldn't do it. Couldn't raise my hand to forgive. Here's this example of forgiveness. She could not raise her hand. She writes the story in her book, the last few pages. She prayed, God, I know that the, your power, I am a new order, I'm a new creature. I am new in Christ, I need your power. She says, there's a warm feeling just started to rise in my arm. It's almost like God raised it half and I took the other step. Now, I used to read that and think, yeah, right. But then wait a minute. If you're higher order, you've got a greater sense of awareness, a greater sense of volition. If you just meet God halfway, it seems like he walks you the rest. A greater understanding, a greater awareness. And thirdly, a person who's been born again, possesses the ability to to feel spiritual realities on a deeper level. Before, (laughs) how do you say this? I mean, how do you say this without thinking, what on earth is Pastor Jeff talking about? Because it's something that has to be experienced, right? It's kind of like jumping out of an airplane. I can try to describe it, but until you've done it, you don't have a clue. When you're born again, you feel things you never felt previously, The love of God. We talk about, Dane talks about the love of God, the divine embrace, but you've got to go past theory into reality and the only way you do that is when you're born again and you're raised to a higher order of life. Think about it. There's a sense in which people love plants. Is that true? That's okay. As long as you don't worship the creation over the creator, you're all right. As long as you don't ask the plant to give you what God wants to get from you, you're all right. But people love plants. I love my dog Milo. I do. There's a sense in which I love Milo. I mean, we were coming back from Phoenix recently, and uh, we were about two hours out of town. By the way, there's just not a lot of stuff between Palm Springs and Phoenix. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm glad I filled up the tank with gas, but uh, about two hours out of town, I said, get the phone out. Let's call the Oakleys, because they were keeping our dog. Let's call and have them put the phone up to Milo's ear and say, hey, Milo, we're almost home. Why do you do that? Now, you dog lovers know you've done something like because you love your dog, and you think, he can understand. He can hear me. All he hears is blah, blah, blah food or something like that. And so. <laughs> You love your dogs. Nothing like, in some respects, love of a plant. Plant doesn't love you because it doesn't express emotion, but you can have an affinity for it. It's fine. Nothing like the love of a dog or a cat in this case. How that happens, I got no idea. <laughs> cat. But it's nothing like the love of a spouse. mm Nothing like the love of a child. Nothing like the love of God. Nothing like it. When you're born again, man, that spiritual reality comes in and you feel the presence of God. And right now, the bobbleheads are going. Some of you, if you're honest with yourself, saying, you know, I've never felt that presence. Is it possible that the kingdom of God to you is word, but not power? There are people seated in churches all across America that the kingdom of God has been word for so long. They have a knowledge about it, but there's no power because they've not been born again. There's a new order of life, a new order of living, beyond word into power. So, first, quickly, it's the power of new life. Second, it's the power of growth. And this is where I've got just 58 seconds, according to the clock, to finish. You know that ain't going to happen. But I'm almost done. Will you stay with me? I've not lost you yet. Now, you can bobble your head and say you're okay. Just say you're all right. All right. The power of growth. Now, this is the symbolism of the yeast. If You talk about the seed, I think Jesus would have held the seed up and he said, what shall I compare the kingdom of God to, like this seed? Now think about it, that seed is small. Smaller than a walnut, smaller than an acorn. And you think, how on earth could that seed grow that big tree? But think about it. If the seed, a mustard seed, were to have a head-on collision with a slab of concrete, who would win? Concrete every time. Oh, but what happens if you plant the seed under the concrete? It cracks it every time. Why? Because the seed, is a, it's organic. It's a higher level of life. Pavement's inorganic. It's nothing. It's stuff. And over time, slowly, it grows, it grows, and it cracks the pavement. What's your point? A lot of people, when they become believers, they want their problems to crack. They want the problems just to roll right off them. Jesus is saying it doesn't work like that. He says it's like yeast. It's like you take the yeast you sprinkle it into the dough. It doesn't change the dough. It's still your personality, your temperaments, your problems. But the yeast goes in and it builds and it builds and then it grows and it pulls everything up and it brings you with it. So that over time, the sidewalk does crack, but it's not because your problems go away, it's because you have a new sense of awareness and you see them differently than you did before. Here, you're a dead man walking. Here, you know you got life in you. There's an awareness in those three areas again. You're aware of God's power, his presence, his willingness to take possession of you and do a mighty work even in the midst of your pain. You not only know it, you feel it. You have a greater will now, self mastery. You're not just responding to stimuli, folks. You respond to your problems based on the power of God living in you to accomplish his purposes in you and through you. And you know that whatever God calls you to do, he assumes the responsibility to equip you to do it.
1: This is Today with Jeff Vines, and the message Is there any way out? Being born again in Christ gives us more understanding, strength, and revelation of God's power and presence through life's challenges. Here's Pastor Jeff.
2: Let's, 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 let's get off the little preacher. Let's talk a minute. Why do you worry? Some of you in the room right now are facing insurmountable, what seems like insurmountable odds. Let me ask you, why are you worrying? Because the threats of life are more real to you than God's sovereign control over every event in this world. The threats of life are more real. When you go to the higher stage, the most real thing in your life is that God is on the throne. He's in control. And whatever happens to you and happening to you now, he will work all everything together for his good. Now, again, you say that to an unchurched or an unbeliever, they're going to say, you got to be great. No, though. When the seed of God comes in the soil of your soul, you start to sense that. You see that and it comforts you. Why, 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 are, why are we bitter? Because the mercy of God is not as real to you as what people have done to you. See, because if the mercy of God was more real to you than what people have done to you, when somebody does something, yes, your sister-in-law, brother-in-law, family member, when they just really tick you off, because they can tick you off like nobody else. But you know what? Because the mercy of God is more real to you than that. And you know that, man, God forgives me every day of about a thousand sins I commit. I mean, I'm not perfect. I am not who I should be. And because God gives me that kind of mercy, I think the least I could do would be to forgive my sister-in-law for the one thing she did 25 years ago. And to tell you the truth, I can't even remember what it was, but I'm still mad. (laughs) When the mercy of God is more real than what people have done, you forgive. Why are you down? Some of you are down and depressed. I know I told you I struggle with depression, but again, I'm growing in this. When people say harmful things to you, if you let it get you down, that means that their words are more real to you than Jesus' words, who says, I love you, I value you, and every day is a day where I'm growing and building you. I'm inside you, Jeff, and it's just building, and it's building, and it's growing, and it's going to explode.
0: <laughs>
2: At least somebody in the building is saved. <laughs> Gradual, bit by bit, power by power, it brings me to the last point. Nowhere is the hidden power of the divine nature in you more active than in your response to difficult times. That's when you know if you're growing. That's when you know if the seed's in you. That's when you know if the yeast is welling up in the way you respond to difficulty. That's why the Corrie ten booms of the world are believable to me now. They weren't 10 years ago, they are to me now. How is it? that she can say, you know what? The fleas were infesting the barracks of our concentration camp and I told the ladies in this flea infestation that it was the will of God because by having the fleas in the barracks, the guards stayed away and we could pray and read the Bible. That's somebody who's in the higher order, who's more aware of the presence of God and the workings and doings of God. She said, no matter how deep your pain and despair, God's love is deeper still. That's because she has a great sense of awareness. Have you heard the story of Wang Ming Tao? Oh, China's most renowned evangelist. You know, you know what bothers me, just honesty? It bothers me that these great examples of faith are happening outside of America. I'm going to say something. I want you to take it with love. Because we're getting fat and lazy. <laughs> Spiritually. We want everything now. We're not willing to endure much at all. But that's how God builds people of strength to change the world. Very few people who have changed the world had an easy street life. Come on now. There are people who had it hard. I don't know if we're willing to do that. This preacher in China was arrested, put in prison. They told him he was going to spend the rest of his life in this prison. He couldn't handle that. He sat there in the cell thinking about that. And he thought, maybe if I recant, they'll let me out. He recanted, they let him out. Two days later... Because of his higher order of living, he said, you know what, if God, if it is his will that I spend the rest of my life in prison, that his kingdom might be built, then so be it. And he started walking the streets of Beijing saying, my name is Peter and I've denied my Lord. My name is Peter and I have denied my Lord. And they arrested him. He spent 19 years in prison, became an old man. A friend of mine, not too long ago, but a while, visited him with three young college students. All the three college students wanted to know us, how'd you do it? How did you do it? Now, if you're my age, you're gonna remember this. You know what he said? He quoted the words of an old hymn that's gonna mean a lot to older people. All the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy, who through life has been my guide, heavenly peace and divinest comfort, here by faith in him to dwell? For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. The kingdom of God is more than mere word, it's power. And that power comes into your life. Listen to me. Those of you who are in enormous pain right now, please listen. Whatever God is calling you to endure, I don't understand it. I don't have to. God assumes the responsibility to give you what you need to go through it. And let me tell you what's going to happen in this time. That mustard seed is springing up, the yeast is growing, and the power and presence of God is welling up in you. Man, are you growing? Are you? If you are, and you're watering that seed through Bible study and through prayer and through worship, and you have to face life's most difficult trial, you gotta have a keen sense of awareness of the presence of God a volition to do what God's calling. And you're going to feel the presence of God as people in this room right now can tell you. When you're in the pit, the presence of God is most powerful. And you feel him like you've never felt him before. Praise be to God. There is a way through Jesus Christ our Lord. Father, we are grateful this morning for the power of your word, for the way that you look into the depths of our souls and lives. And we know, we know we can be born again all those who call on the name of Jesus and come and say, we need a savior. We need to be forgiven of our sin, find their way into the kingdom. And as you place the spirit of God, your spirit into us, it is welling up with inside. It's not like dynamite, not like a sudden burst of power, but it grows over time until it cracks our problems and our worries and our concerns because spiritual realities we know the reality that you're in charge that you're in control that you're doing your mighty work in our life becomes more real to us that reality than anything we might face oh father we are so we're so pleased that you chose us before the foundations of the world we're so thankful that we've moved to a higher order of life that our previous life when compared with that is this living death but now we've moved past mere existence into real life and for that we will always be grateful that we have been given new life in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thanks for joining us on Today with Jeff Vines. That's the end of Is There Any Way Out? A reflection on how being born again with God's spirit within gives us a greater understanding of how He works and of spiritual realities. The Help series continues next time. Tune in to hear if you need to know what to do when the odds are against you. you, you. Today with Jeff Vines. Just another way vision is connecting faith to your life.